Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where me, or Art, depending on which episode you're listening to, and a guest go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe and talk about the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Perry, and with me this week is somebody who can't be bothered unless they're just mildly bored and need to be entertained. It's Art. Hey, if I, uh, if I'm bored for more than... 10 seconds i think i'm gonna die i think what you're gonna do if you're bored for more than 10 seconds is that you're gonna try to rip the the friggin' universe apart right yeah it's it's mostly just because like you know it's too loud out there you know just stop it everyone needs to stop it everyone please be quiet uh today we are going to be talking about one of art's favorite characters of all time the beyonder grunts of joy i i believe is what i'm hearing um not a fan you i i feel like in general uh there is one specific look to the beyonder but uh if if you had to kind of sum it up in a few in a sentence or or two how would you describe the beyonder um the son of a rich man in the 80s, who got a perm recently. Okay, fair he enough. He looks like he does a lot of rails. Just like, he's always he's always skiing those slopes, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and he also is blaming uh, his mom for not being present enough uh, for all the issues yeah. that he had. Uh, so, Beyonder, real name, unrevealed, possibly none, aliases Maker Cosmos, Cosmos with a K, uh, shout out back to our Beta Ray Bill episode. <laughs> uh, Cosmic Cube, Kirami, Frank, He Who Comes From Beyond, and One From Beyond. No dual identity known. Occupation uh, prisoner, the highest paying job. Former world slash universe, universe, excuse me, slash reality conqueror slash savior slash destroyer, cult leader, professional wrestler, adventurer, drug dealer, and professional criminal. Um, you could have just said a human being, but I mean, come well, on. To be fair, like that's that's kind of what his whole that was. That's what uh, all uh, Secret Wars Two was about. What if I was bored and decided to do I don't know anything right now? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. sorry, Jordan. Um, <laughs> citizenship Beyonderverse uh, and the uh, their place of birth was apparently the Beyonderverse. Known relatives are Cubic, the Shaper of Worlds, uh, or and the Shaper of Worlds, excuse me, and their their siblings, formerly affiliated uh, with the Cosmic Oneness, uh, part of the Unlimited Class Wrestling Federation, or the UCWF, uh, education extensively taught by Cubic, and first appearance uh, was as as a voice uh, in Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number one and in physical form Secret Wars two number one uh, as Cosmos in Fantastic Four annual number 23 and as uh, Maker in Thanos number nine in 2004. Uh, but so as a voice, 
the first, I guess, official uh, appearance. It was Secret Wars number one, uh, with just about as uh, <laughs> a, a Marvel vomit of the era care, uh, cover as you could possibly ask for. Yeah. Um, how else are you supposed to sell these toys and make them fight <laughs> in fun battles? You know, I, I will say, though, here in, uh, what, 40 years into the future? <laughs> it's not bad. It's not a I bad. Still, I still want to buy the toys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a bad. Okay, so it works. Um, if you if you don't know the the um, history behind uh, Secret Wars, basically, they did focus testing, found that the that secret and wars were really popular words that would get kids excited about stuff. Um, and Marvel, I think it was Jim Shooter. It was this around the time Jim Shooter. Yeah, Jim Shooter. Jim Shooter wrote that it. Sounds right. Jim Jim Shooter was his whole thing was like let's actually make money. Like a lot of the uh, a lot of the famous more famous uh, um, Marvel comic licensed Marvel comics happened because of Jim Shooter. Uh, the new universe happened because of Jim Shooter. That one failed, but uh, and like we wouldn't have an NFL Super Pro without Jim Shooter. But they wanted to sell toys. Uh, yeah, hot off the tails of, uh, you know, Star Wars being a an extremely successful toy yeah. enterprise, you know, uh, things yeah. were very much changing in the early 80s. So pretty much what they did was they're just like, let's take literally all of our most popular characters, put put two of the most like exciting word awards for like children, put out just a, a crap ton of toys. <laughs> Um, a metric buttload. Yeah, and I will say, uh, did a good job. This is actually pretty cool. Uh, a pretty cool tie-in. Um, yeah. you get to see everyone fight. Uh, but also like the storylines are pretty good. You get, uh, yeah. Um, Spider-Man thinks real hard about a really cool suit he saw on yeah. uh, Spider-Woman or Arachne. Um, and uh, stole her whole outfit. And basically, yeah. one thinks that he was the one who had it first. But um, uh, Julian Carpenter had it first. Um, well, I I th- I think too what we kind of saw with with the Secret Wars that we really hadn't seen as much of up until this point was a a crossover series that then had an impact on the Marvel comics universe moving forward. Um, yeah, I mean this this is when. Spider-Man got his 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 symbiote suit, and um, it, it's there. There things things were not exact. It wasn't a pocket universe storytelling motif necessarily. Yeah. Also, uh, just so everyone knows, um, while this kind of slapped, uh, we'll talk about why I don't like the Beyonder a little bit later. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> this. Yeah. Well, Let's get into it. So the true origins of the being known as the Beyonder have become clouded in contradictions. Uh, Originally, it was believed that he emanated from a pocket realm created by the unseen Beyonders, all-powerful beings uh, outside of the universe. And in his pocket realm, like many others similar to it, uh, it was used to store vast energies that were often harnessed within the universe by sentient beings uh, to empower reality-altering cosmic cubes. His realm was punctured, excuse me, yeah, punctured uh, when scientist Owen Reese's equipment malfunctioned, inundating Reese 
with some of the potential cube's power, after which Reese became the Molecule Man. Uh, Molecule Man is how I said that. <clears throat> what would become uh, the Beyonder gained awareness during this event and peered through the pinhole caused by the accident, observing the universe. And though intrigued by the various beings he was watching, uh, he could not fully understand them and he became interested in their ability to desire believing it drove the beings he observed uh, who were incomplete, quote-unquote, unlike him. As he uh, continued to study them, the near-omnipotent being realized that since he was not all that existed, he too was incomplete, and seeking to understand the concept of desire, he staged an experiment in which he gathered numerous superheroes and supervillains, including Dr. Doom, who was not physically present in the current time period and so was taken from the future instead, uh, in two large circular constructs, uh, which then teleported into outer space, the heroes and villains watched as the Beyonder's power destroyed a galaxy, save for one star, and created the planet Battleworld Battle uh, to orbit it. The formless Beyonder spoke to the various beings he had abducted, inviting them to destroy their enemies in exchange for which uh, they would receive all they desire. During these secret wars, Dr. Doom used his scientific prowess to absorb the Beyonder's powers into himself. However, the Beyonder entered the form of Doom's ally Claw and eventually reclaimed his powers from Doom. The Beyonder departed and most of the participants returned to Earth. I will say my my favorite depiction of this, uh, not to, <clears throat> excuse me, rely too heavily. Also, I have a uh, citrus bump on my tongue that I keep biting. So if it progressively sounds like I am developing some kind of uh, slur while I'm speaking. That is what is happening. Um, because also, he just really doesn't like them people. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but my favorite take on this, and I think that it's probably the best way of telling this story because uh, it's short and succinct and you don't have to do a whole lot of reading otherwise, uh, was in Spider-Man Life Story. Yeah. Where you actually see uh, the ramifications of Spidey haven't been gone for what, like almost a year because he missed the birth of his children <laughs> during that time. Now, to be fair, you know, uh, Spider-Man life story exists in its own continuity, uh, but it is still, you know, uh, it, it, it's a good idea of, or a better storytelling uh, motif just on, you know, the impacts of something like secret wars on the Marvel universe at large. Yeah. I would say, um, Spider-Man Life Story, good. Don't read Fantastic Four Life Story. It's Fantastic bad. Four Life Story is Awful. one of the worst comic book stories I have read in a like, while. Like as a person who and really likes Fantastic Four. And and man, this, is, was that... this is even on the heels of um what was it? Superman Year One that came out uh, <clears throat> within the past four or five years that, you know, kind of was in that same prestige format. Um which again was god awful, but you know, deciding between the two, I would probably say the Superman Year One story <laughs> over Fantastic Four. Um, anyway, uh, beside the point. God, it's such a bad story, though. I cannot stand it. It doesn't even have like the same gravitas or impact that Spider-Man Life Story does. It just doesn't. Anyway, um, so shortly after the Beyonder left his realm and traveled to Earth. As he entered the solar system, Professor X uh, detected the Beyonder's presence and alerted his fellow Illuminati members. 
and he then revealed that while on Battleworld, he had tried to make telepathic contact with the Beyonder, and the Beyonder had shown him images of the Inhumans' royal family. Believing the Beyonder might be a, a, a mutant inhuman who had received his powers by entering the Terrigen Mists. Is it Terrigen or Terrigen? Terrigen. Terrigen Mists. The Illuminati set forth into space to confront him, uh, and they found him on a small planetoid hidden in an asteroid belt where he had taken on a form from his future and allowed upcoming events to play out around him. When faced with inhuman monarch Black Bolt, Beyonder acknowledged and bowed to him. And when the Illuminati demanded he return to the pocket realm where he came from, he seemed to comply. However, once the group departed, the Beyonder reappeared and continued playing out future events. Uh, under unrevealed circumstances, the Illuminati forgot this encounter for some time, and Professor X's revelations remain unverified. Uh, when the Beyonder arrived on Earth finally, he took on a composite form drawn from various Secret Wars participants and sought out. Oh my own God! Race. I hate. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh my God! I. Oh, that one right. sucks. Talk about it. Here we go. Okay. Let me. Let me just. It's like a combos man ass <laughs> drawing. Let me let me let me get the thing in front of me real quick. Okay. Okay, so he has the claw, well sonic claw thing. Uh he has Doctor Doom's face with Cyclops's visor. Uh-huh. I guess he just has a he has just a regular arm. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think that Iron might Man sh- be. Uh, no, go ahead. Never mind. No, Iron Man's chest piece. Yeah, with a Fantastic Four logo on it. Uh, I forget who was Whiplash. Was Whiplash in on Battle World? Let me see. I I genuinely do not know. Let me see. I don't see Whiplash, but um, uh, then he has Captain America's legs, and it looks like he has. Is that? Well, he has an X-Men belt. It also looks I, like he's wearing the Hulk's uh, purple trousers. Yeah, he's wearing the Hulk's be- uh, purple trousers. Like, like it's it's some real fucking combo man-ass uh, idea. It's not great. <sighs> no. Uh, so, Owen's girlfriend, Marsha Rosenberg, uh, also known as Volcana, suggested that he go to Los Angeles and the Beyonder teleported there. He was attracted to the shouting of Stuart Codwall, and then, uh, and when, excuse me, Codwall wished he had the Beyonder's powers, the power, powerful being transformed him into Thundersword. Uh, after Professor X alerted them to the Beyonder's arrival, the X-Men, the New Mutants, Captain America, and Iron Man, who at this point was Jim Rhodey Rhodes, uh, soon found themselves in battle with Thundersword, uh, which the Beyonder invis- in- invisibly observed. Uh, the X-Man, Rachel Summers, detected Beyonder's presence and he briefly revealed himself before again disappearing. Part of his essence followed the New Mutants, uh, where he became intrigued by magic. Uh, but and, that's magic with a K. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and her dual nature, while he also trailed Captain America. After seeing Cap defeat uh, the Armadillo. Armadillo? Armadillo. Um, uh, I'm wow. How, how did you... Okay, here's the thing. Armadillo, I, I mean, it's technically... Armadillo is technically correct in Spanish. It, no, it's just you said it was like the thing is if you said it with an accent that's different. It sounds like it almost Armadillo. sounds like yeah, like it it almost sounded like you're just like a uh, uh, yeah. I know you said like uh, crap. I can't even think a uh, uh, quasadilla. 
with your accent, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the armadillo, uh, the, the Beyonder created a physical form for himself, patterning it after Caps, and his quest for understanding led him to follow the X-Men, and he was puzzled as to why such powerful beings did not use their powers for their own benefit. He soon located Spider-Man, uh, whom he knew from Battleworld, and Spider-Man could not answer the Beyonder's questions and directed him to Mr. Fantastic. Wait, wait, wait. They forgot, they forgot a good point where he taught uh, the Beyonder how to poop. I'm sorry, that's not in my script. Yeah, but they forgot the point where he taught the Beyonder how to poop. Mm, good stuff. Yeah, no, it's real good, isn't it? Real good. So he encountered Mr. Fantastic, uh, and it proved equally unenlightening, but the Beyonders soon found the homeless Elise and later Heroes for Hire partners Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, all of whom explained the concept of money to him. In return for their help, the Beyonder transformed the Heroes for Hire office building, oh no, into pure gold before departing. Now, I just want to stop here for a second. Uh, and say, we have a long way to go on this. I feel like we are reading um, the story of the nativity. Okay, uh, here's from, okay. from the start. <laughs> the main reason why I didn't want to read this one, because it feels a lot like when I did the Cosmic Cube, where it's just describing every single thing that had the Cosmic Cube in it. And uh, do you know what? The... <laughs> okay. Uh, Secret Wars 2, because this is where we're at. It's just him going around places being like, Hey, you want to, I don't know. Do you want to, do you just want to be like real big, like a big guy with big muscles and you could shoot lasers out of your behind. Like he just gives them that power and then it causes problems and that's it. It's just like he jumps in and I don't like it. He's an overpowered baby. Yeah. It's just real lame. Uh, we're going to get through this as best we can, but, um, he came across gangster Vinny Carbo, who recognized the Beyonder's power and took him in. Uh, over time, Carbo introduced the Beyonder, uh, whom he nicknamed Frank, to many of the world's pleasures. Uh, and eventually, Carbo told the Beyonder that he had learned all he could from the gangster and it was time to make his own way in the world. Using that knowledge, the Beyonder used his powers to control various crime lords and took over the underworld. Not satisfied, he took over the government and military and eventually the entire world with even the animals, plants, and molecules bending to his will. Ugh, this is tedious. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> I don't like this. Like, it, it's actually, this is more interesting than reading through Secret Wars 2. Yeah. Um, so he was studying his new subjects, and he came across Circuit Breaker, who had been injured by a robot of unrevealed origins. Uh, disturbed by her hatred of emotionless beings, the Beyonder sought out Toots, a prostitute he had known from his days working for Carbo. And he released her from his will, and she showered him with affection for helping her leave her streetwalking days. That's a dated way of talking about that. Uh, enamored yeah. by this uh, showing of unforced gratitude, the Beyonder released everything and everyone from his will. Seeking more gratitude for helping others, he tried to aid the Avengers against Nebula, but botched their capture of her, and he then decided to legally own the world without using mind control and sought Matt Murdock out to help him. He tried uh, to pay. At, least, at, least, at least the uh, he tried to hey he tried to do help. it yeah anyway uh, he tried to pay Murdoch by restoring the blind lawyer's eyesight but Murdoch declined the offer uh, the Beyonder soon realized there were abilities and universes outside of Earth's uh, and traversed them before encountering Bruce Banner uh, in the crossroads and seeking to help him he manipulated an energy hook used by Box 
who is searching for a suitable new uh, host boat, uh, host body, golly, uh, to home in on Banner. The Beyonder subsequently studied the concept of love and tried to force Dazzler to love him, but again realized he could not force someone to do so without them losing their will. As he continued to perform acts of the sea gratification, including curing Rick Jones of cancer, transporting Brandy Clark to Galador to be with her love, Rom, and rescuing Talisman from another dimension, he again ran afoul of the Avengers. With no way to contain or incarcerate him, they offered him membership of the team in hopes of keeping an eye on him. He said no, because he wanted to go out and do his own thing in the world, and he soon encountered the suicidal mutant Boom Boom uh, and sought to help her overcome her depression. He took her on a tour through space to what he believed was a Celestial's home, the World Complex, and after Boom Boom pointed out that uh, they didn't even notice him, he tried to engage them to improve he was more powerful, powerful than they were, but they allowed themselves to appear to be defeated by him, though he did not realize that he had been tricked. When he returned to Earth, the Avengers attacked him and he simply walked away, feeling dejected because a frightened Boom Boom had contacted the heroes to arrange his ambush. Yep. <sighs> uh, it'd, God, be one, it'd be one thing if it were a lot of story and it were interesting. This is a lot of story and it just sucks. Yeah. But Moving on. He soon he began didn't have to read through three months of it, though, so that's fine. Fair enough. He started going to bars. Uh, where Ethan Thurm recruited him into the Unlimited Class Wrestling Federation. Here's where that part of the story comes into play. Superhuman Professional Wrestling League, the UCWS champion, The Thing, tried to beat the Beyonder to death for manipulating him on Battleworld, which had seemingly cost Grimm his girlfriend, Alicia Masters, and a visit to Doctor Strange reinforced the idea that self-sacrifice was the key to gaining enlightenment. And though the Beyonder was not fully convinced, he promised to try, and he soon became a self-professed champion of life. Well, if it makes uh, if it answered, makes him feel any better, yeah. if it makes him feel any better, it wasn't uh, Alicia that he lost. It was Lyja Laserfist, who I think is a nice lady. No, do, do you know? Do you know that uh, the the twist that happened because uh, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Johnny Storm uh, married Alicia? And it was actually a scroll in disguise. It sounds about right, but Lysia, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was uh, no, Elijah Laserfist no. who was making a comeback. Anyway, so um, <laughs> various cosmic entities pleaded with the Beyonder um, to not, to, to not just just yeah, don't yeah. do do not the just humans. not just just, just don't not just leave them alone. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, this news reporter, Dave Shooter, gave a chalice containing some of the Beyonder's power to the physical manifestation of death. Drinking it, death vanished. Realizing what was happening, the Molecule Man arrived and explained to the Beyonder why death was important to the cycle of life. Dave offered to sacrifice himself to bring death back, and the Beyonder used his powers to kill Dave, restarting the cycle of death in the universe. I was so That was like three sentences, and that was one of the most boring things I've ever had to read. Uh, he then continued his mission to be a hero, aiding Power Pack, the Micronauts, and Thor. At some point during this time, he toyed with altering reality while watching a group of heroes battle the Lethal Legion. He eventually decided his role in the universe was to help others discover their roles in it. Uh, typo, by the way, Marvel uh, should be, uh, instead of discover theirs roles within it, it should be discover their roles within it. Just want to make sure you all took note there. Uh, while on Earth, the Beyonder gained many enemies who feared his power, including S.H.I.E.L.D., who tried to destroy one of his headquarters, Mephisto, who recruited an army of supervillains to attack him as the Legion accursed, using the vast forces of eternity to empower them. 
the Kingpin who hired Deadpool in a failed attempt to kill the Beyonder, and the Kisanti tribe of Native Americans who sent their champion Puma to assassin the godlike Bean. A cult called Cosmic Oneness sprang up, espousing the Beyonder as a prophet, and he tried to recruit magic as his disciple. He later tried to aid Moon Dragon, granting her great power uh, that she used against her uh, defender's teammates under the influence of the demonic Dragon of the Moon. In the end, the dragon was seemingly destroyed and Moon Dragon's spirit freed, which may have been Beyonder's true goal all along. Seeking a way to kill the Beyonder, Puma consulted his old mentor, uh, Muramoto, but found the trainer had already converted to the Beyonder's ways. Muramoto was later killed by a disenchanted Cosmic Oneness member, and the Beyonder began to rethink his purpose. He wished to not feel incomplete anymore and believed the only way to do so was by erasing the existence of everyone else. Molecule Man talked him out of this and the Beyonder decided to become mortal instead, but when he announced this to Owen, his friend attacked him, still fearing the Beyonder was set on destroying the universe. Uh, I'm getting a uh, headache from reading this. There's so much left. Uh, <laughs> it sucks. This sucks. This is awful. It's so boring. Um... I'm sorry. I know that I'm supposed to keep up the energy for the podcast, but boy, this sucks. No. Yeah, um, I just don't. I just don't. Uh, the Beyonder kept trying to destroy the universe, uh, and he started killing mutants. Uh, he raised a fleet of alien ships, as well as the home worlds that came from. Uh, I'll make sure the, you're splitting this in half. Huh? So the Beyonder was frustrated, and he resumed plans to destroy the universe and started by killing a bunch of mutants. Um, and he then erased a fleet of alien ships as long as the home worlds, or as well as, excuse me, the home worlds that they came from. Uh, and though lesser beings now had no memory of that which he had eliminated, the greater cosmic forces still did. And so the Beyonder set about destroying them as well. To uh, stave off destruction, Mephisto engaged the Beyonder in a wager. And when uh, Spider Man, who was Mephisto's champion, defeated the Beyonder's champion, Zarathos, uh, Zarathos, I don't care. The Beyonder agreed to wait one more day before continuing his plans. After the Avengers failed in an attack on him, the Beyonder then tried to manipulate Rachel Summers, now the Phoenix, into destroying the McCran crystals, uh, crystal in hopes that it would reset the universe, returning him to his own realm, oblivious to the multiverse outside of it. Rethinking his plans, the Beyonder once again decided to become mortal, but while he was inside the machine, he had designed to accomplish the, uh, the task the Molecule Man wrecked it, killing the Beyonder's infant mortal form. Uh, Molecule Man then directed all of the Beyonder's powers back into his pocket realm where it created a rapidly developing new universe. Doctor Doom and members of the Fantastic Four later entered the Beyonder's universe and confronted him. As Doom wanted his memories back that he had lost during uh, the time manipulation uh, that the Beyonder caused uh, Cubic and the Shaper of Worlds, both formerly Cosmic Cubes, arrived, and with Owen, they revealed to the Beyonder his origins uh, as an incomplete Cosmic Cube. Accepting this, he merged with Molecule Man and transformed into a cube. After an incubation period, the cube transformed into the female Cosmos, uh, with a K, expunging Molecule Man, Molecule Man back to Earth. Cubic took Cosmos under his guidance, and they traveled the multiverse and beyond, as they studied its workings, suffering from a dissociative personality disorder, Molecule Man later tore the Beyonder's essence from Cosmos in order to defeat him. But Cubic's pleas to restore the Beyonder into Cosmos to save her triggered Molecule Man's true personality and complied, uh, realizing that Cubic loved Cosmos. Oh, that's fun. <sighs> under, uh, under... Cubic comes back, actually comes back later as a decent character, by the way. Great. 
Can't wait. Yeah. Under unrevealed circumstances, Cosmos took mortal form and obliviously destroyed a Shi'ar colony containing tens of thousands of settlers, after which Shi'ar Imperial Guardsman Oracle shut down uh, her mind. The Shi'ar, not realizing what they were dealing with, imprisoned the being in the kiln, which you got to stay out of. Uh, that was a stupid joke. But she became known as the Maker. She eventually escaped her individual cell and began to regain her sanity. Thanos, Thanos is even a part of this, whom the Beyonder had once encountered during Thanos' youth, most likely through time travel, had recently arrived in the kiln, and uh, during their confrontation, her mind shut down again. Thanos advised the others to keep her brain-dead body alive, as her death would release the fully-powered Beyonder upon the universe again. When the Annihilation Wave destroyed the kiln, Thanos set the fallen one, uh, sent the Fallen One excuse me, to ensure that the Maker survived, but he found her corpse instead with the mortal body destroyed. Beyonder's full power presumably once again walks the multiverse. <sighs> There's a note that says, For a period of time, the Stranger posed as the Beyonder, even temporarily creating a new battle world upon which he tested superhumans. Um, yep. Height, height, weight, eyes, and hair, all variable. Abilities and accessories, the near-omnipotent Beyonder can al uh, alter reality effortlessly. Golly. Dwarfed in power by only the mightiest cosmic entities, he can perform virtually any task he chooses to do, from traveling through time and space to reviving the dead. Due to his lack of understanding of mystical powers, they have harmed him in the past. In his maker form, he-slash-she retained only a fraction of his-slash-her truth abilities uh, true abilities, excuse me, uh, though even that was still vast. This form was also mortal, allowing him slash her to suffer from afflictions normal to such a form. <sighs> strong, strong boy. Yeah. All right. My trivia is, do you care? No. All right, cool. My voice is about to give out. Also, maybe Molecule Man is like real cool and everyone and like, oh, uh, okay. But Cubic does come back in kind of a cool way, but also in a way that turns Cap into a Nazi. So maybe not good. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry about this. We needed to technically do this. At least when we do Kang, it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited for that. But... No, Kang is actually really interesting. No, I mean, uh, I like, I like Kang. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Beyonders is one of those characters. I it's do bad. not want to do Korvac either. Korvacs are one of those others, like all powerful. Like <laughs> Avenger threats. That's just like, I don't, why do I care? Why do yeah. I care? All right. Also, All right. okay. Go follow on social media at Alphabet Flight at my bourbon pod. Uh, support on Patreon, patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight. See you guys next time. Until then, may Kanji guide you through all your nightly travels. Bye. Bye.